Hello, and welcome to the Soul Set Podcast. This is a space designed to motivate and inspire you. So please take a moment and pull back from the craziness in life and focus on you. Because when you do, my friend, you will be a force to reckon with. I'm Sherry Belmar, your host, and thank you for joining me. We are in our Christmas series, Three Outcasts and Their Journey from Obscurity to Honor. And we are looking at the lives of three women that their lives leap from the pages there in Matthew 1, and they tell us a story of bravery and courage and how they responded to conflict that was in their life. Uh, The first of the series, we saw the conflict in a career, and today we're going to be seeing conflict and culture. And then next week is our last week, and we will be wrapping up with the conflict of a calling. Even though we are in the Christmas season, many of us find ourselves in a difficult space. And I want you to know how to respond. I want you to know how to get out of your situation and get the most out of your unique situation. The three women that we are talking about are so amazing. I I really am in a bind because I I don't know which one's my favorite. But today we are going to be speaking about Ruth, an amazing woman. Ruth's name is also found there in the first chapter in the New Testament, there at the half of the Bible, and she appears also in the family tree leading up to the birth of Jesus right? And that's who we celebrate at Christmas, is the birth of Jesus. Ruth has her own little book in the Old Testament, four chapters long. And when the book of Ruth opens, it opens in a very heartbreaking situation. Her in-laws had moved to her country, and in the story, her father-in-law dies, and the two sons of her mother-in-law also died, one which was her husband. So here you see Ruth already at the beginning of this book with the loss of her father-in-law, with her husband, with her brother-in-law. And so it is already depicting to you a woman that is going through a lot of pain. And she decides to go back with her mother-in-law to her hometown of Bethlehem. Ruth did not have an easy life in the slightest bit because she chose to go with her mother-in-law and her mother-in-law was so depressed, so beaten down that she said, you know, don't even call me Miriam anymore. Call me Mara, like bitter, because life and God, God has treated me wrongly. God's been bad with me. He's afflicted me. And so she chose to go back with this woman. And really what she was doing was turning her back on her own culture and heading off to a new life. And maybe some of you that are listening to this podcast have done just that for whatever reason. Today, you aren't in your hometown. You aren't in your home country. And the, that choice uh, has a price. It has a conflict that it's going to bring. And, you know, 
there's new ways. <laughs> when you go to a new culture, they have a different way of doing things. And so you can either be feeling sorry for yourself and thinking about how good it was or how good it is <laughs> the, where you used to live, or you can begin to face right this new uh, challenge. Many times when our lives are so conflicted, you think here she's suffered the death and the loss. And, you know, back in those times when the man was not providing for the woman, she had her father-in-law, which would have also held a support system for, and all the men. So really they were uh, left alone, totally alone. And uh, the situation was desperate. And Maybe right now you are in a situation where you don't know what to do. Maybe you've gone through a divorce. Maybe there isn't provision and you are left trying to provide for yourself, for your children, and you just can't make ends meet. Well, this is really sort of where Ruth was, but she didn't have the children. So she decides to go with her mother-in-law to this new country and new culture. And she, her life was interrupted, right? Her life was interrupted by this tragedy, by this problem, the death of her husband. And the death of her husband, it could be either a sickness. It could be, maybe you don't have a husband and divorce. And so your life is interrupted. It's like we were talking about last week, that there's this like pattern that we're going to see in all these women's lives. And so maybe you're at this Christmas, you're facing this new year, 2020, a new decade, and your life is just interrupted. And you really don't know where your life is headed. Not only has your life been interrupted, but it causes what? Those inconveniences. And really, Ruth, Naomi, her mother-in-law, they were living in poverty. And so Naomi tells her, well, I do have a relative that you can go and you can gather the leftover wheat in his fields. And so that's exactly what Ruth does. So here you see her posture, her willingness to serve her mother-in-law and to provide for them. And she just made a way. And you know what? Some of you are doing that same thing. You are waiting on tables. You are catching all these little small jobs just to provide for the people under your roof. And I want to applaud you because you're putting forth a lot of effort. And see, Ruth was able to do this because somehow, even though her mother-in-law was bitter and had gone through a lot, she saw in her mother-in-law something different. And even there in, in Ruth, uh, one, the chapter one, there's a verse, there's a verse there that they use at weddings, you know, your God will be my God, your people will be my people, and I'm going to leave and I'm going to be with you forever sort of thing. Well, these are the words that Ruth said to her mother-in-law when her mother-in-law is just saying like, stay here, stay in, in your hometown. And that way you can find someone and get married and have kids, someone to take care of you. And she's like, no, I'm going to go with you. And so here, a vital thing to sustain you in these moments of conflict and these interruptions and in these inconveniences, it goes back to your belief system. 
what you believe is foundational. It is what is going to support you. It is what is going to uphold you, but it will be challenged. You will have to take steps of faith because it's just like what I said about inconvenience. Inconvenience, in that there's also going to be a demand for an action. And you are going to have to take a step of faith and go out and do something. Do something in the world that you don't understand what the outcome or the consequence is going to be, but you just have to do it. And maybe you're listening right now and you're saying, you know what? I know I need to write this book. I need to do this podcast. I need to look for another job. I I need to, whatever it is, I need to move from this country. I don't know what you need to do. But Ruth, we see her and her mother-in-law, when she sees that she's coming back with a lot of, of wheat, she realizes that she's found favor. And so she devises a plan that is according to their culture. And so she tells Ruth to go and um, present herself there. And um, she gives her a lot of different indications. Now, she could have looked at that and just said, uh, I don't think so. Because it's sort of an awkward situation. She had to like put herself there. And Boaz, Boaz was the owner of the field. Boaz, this is a big parenthesis, Boaz, his mother, is none other than the woman we had last week. His mother was Rahab. So here you see this unfolding. Here you would think, you know, in in our human mind, we would think, well, God is going to work everything out through the Jewish. But we see how he goes putting these women into the family tree, the family genealogy. And they're there for a purpose because they show us that God looks on our heart. God sees beyond where we come from, right? God sees beyond what our occupation or profession is, like with um, Boaz's mother that was um, a prostitute. And he can make everything new. And so here we see Ruth has to present herself and then see if she finds favor. Well, that is the interlude, right? You, you have to go out there. You have to present yourself. You have to do something that you might feel is vulnerable. Something that is just against what you know, against what you feel. But you know in your heart of hearts, it's what you need to do. So if that's all you have to hear today is go out and do what you know you need to do, then that's your message for today. Just do what's on your heart that you know you need to do. So here, Ruth's mother-in-law had given her this indication that she needed to go, present herself, put her there at at Boaz's feet, and he was the owner of the property because the Jewish custom was something they called a kinsman redeemer. You know, a kin is, you know, a relative. And so if your relative, they, um, their wife, their daughter or whatever, they had lost their husband, then a kinsman would take on the responsibility and take this woman in and 
make her, her his wife and provide for her. And that way she would also have the heir for the properties and, and, and whatnot that was in their name. So Boaz was the kinsman, the kinsman redeemer. And here we see Ruth has to like put herself in this culturally different situation. And so she can either brush it off, you can brush it off, or you can say, okay, I don't understand this, but I'm going to do it. And so here we see the interlude, right? That moment of uncertainty, like you step out, you do it, and you don't know what, what's going to come back or if anything is going to come back. And you sort of feel like a fool, but you just have to do it. And then we see the intervention. It's so beautiful because actually like Boaz is sort of like asleep. And then when he wakes up, he sees and he understands what this means because it's a cultural thing. And um, instead of uh, rebuking and putting Ruth down, uh, he actually honors her. And he says, you know, I know you are an incredible and excellent woman because that was like the word of mouth around town. So really, here you see, they didn't have anything to their name, but they had a reputation. And Ruth had this reputation of being an honorable and worthy woman. And so Boaz goes and does all the negotiation that he needs to do to see if there's anyone else that would, you know, want to step up before him because there were other people and there wasn't. And so then we see how what God uses Boaz to step in and redeem Ruth, Naomi. And so this intervention, this rich man, renowned, known, becomes what her kinsman redeemer. And it's a beautiful picture. And then we see the inception of something new born. And you know that Ruth, she had a son with Boaz. And his name was Obed, and Obed had a son named Jesse, and Jesse had David, one that was like the second king in Israel, and the one that was like fought against Goliath, right? So Ruth was David's great-grandmother, and it's amazing, right? And Jesus comes from the line of David, so you see all this beautiful interweaving of a story. And this is one thing that is going to be a theme that's going to come over and over again in Soul Set is that there is a weaving going on in our lives. And sometimes all we can see is just a bungle, a bungle. I don't even know if that's a word, but a mess. We see all these threads and knots and we're not satisfied and we want something different. Instead of just understanding that our lives are weaving through, and if the only thing that's really important is that I surrender my life and seek God and let Him do the weaving because He has the master plan, the master design, and He knows where that thread is going. He knows where it's come from and He knows where it's going and it's connected. It's connected to something from the beginning to the end, and it's larger than us. So we see Ruth as an extraordinary woman, and you are an extraordinary woman. It's just important that you stop trying to be like everyone else, because you're not. 
God is writing his unique story in your life. So let go and follow him. How are you managing cultural change? Are you resisting it? Are you trying to make it the way things used to be? Are you adjusting? Uh, What are you believing in? You need to be feeding into your soul so that you have a solid basis to pull from when life is tugging at you. And I want you to be able to embrace your uniqueness. Don't fight it off. Um, Conflict really isn't a bad thing. On the contrary. And you're going to know when it's time, time to make that cultural change when life is just asking something more of you. And so I'm just asking you, are you willing to rewrite your story to begin anew? Are you willing to try new things? Or do you just let fear paralyze you? Are you willing to make those sacrifices necessary so that this change can occur? So we see the life of Ruth taken from this obscure town in the middle of famine, in the middle of conflict, in the middle of loss, and how God takes her from one place to another, and how he weaves her into a new story and weaves her into something far greater, far larger than she could have ever possibly imagined. God honored her in such a way, but you have to be willing to make those sacrifices. So as we wrap up the second episode in the Outcast series, remember that God can use the conflict that you're in, even in the middle of the season, to take you from a place of obscurity into a place of honor. It is going to demand action on your part. It's going to demand you buckling up on what you believe to be able to take action. But I know that you can do it. I want to extend to you the opportunity to be able to be a part of the Soul Set Podcast initiative. You can give online at the SherryTogether.com website. And your gifts are going to be tax deductible. And I want you to be able to share this message of hope and inspiration for other women to grow. So please support what supports you. And now as we head into 2020, my challenge is for you to consider the Soul Set Podcast in your year-end giving. And last of all, I ask you to share this podcast with one person that you know can benefit from what we heard today about that crisis, that conflict in the middle of a cultural change. I hope you are having a wonderful Christmas season. May it be filled with joy and happiness. Thank you for joining me today. I want to invite you to come over and let's connect at SherryTogether.com. Till next time, this is Sherry Belmar signing off. Have a fabulous day.